Hi, and welcome back to another edition of NFL Game Time Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Alex Rubinson. And I'm Sai Week 12 is here. We get the three Thanksgiving games. It's always one of my favorite days on the NFL schedule. The 12-30 game, the 4-30 game, and then, of course, the 8-20 game. We're going to break down the Thanksgiving slate along with all the rest of the games on the Week 12 schedule. We're also going to get into the possibilities of Matt Nagy possibly getting fired and also what is going on with the New York football giants. So, Shy, let's get right into it because it's game time. So, Shy, let's start with the first game on the Thanksgiving schedule, the 12.30 p.m. game, Chicago Bears taking on the Detroit Lions. The NFL probably wished this game had two better teams for the you know Thanksgiving Day game, but of course it's tradition for the Lions to play. And the Bears should at least... The Bears aren't the best team themselves, so this game should be competitive. Unfortunately, we do not get to see Justin Fields play in this one. He is out Hopefully, with a longer week, uh, for next week, he'll be back and playing. But for now, it's going to be Andy Dalton taking on Jared Goff, as it does look like Goff will make his return. I do think this game is competitive. We've seen the Lions throughout the year play competitive football. Even with Tim Boyle, you know, this past Sunday, they did make it a game against a Cleveland Browns team that, talent-wise, is superior, is much more superior. So the Lions have shown to be competitive through the course of the year, they just haven't been able to break through for that first win. I am going to go with the Chicago Bears here. You look at their game against Baltimore. Ravens have you know a decent defense, but the Bears are really struggling to move the ball with Justin Fields. Andy Dalton came in. They hit some big plays to Darnell Mooney, got in the end zone. It really, obviously, you're starting Fields when he's healthy. He's your future. This season's all about planning for your future. But you look at last week, this offense looked a lot more functional when Andy Dalton was under center. I think that's a great point. Uh, I think Andy Dalton could certainly win that quarterback matchup with Jared Goff coming off of uh, that injury. You know, we saw him uh, play play against Pittsburgh in that tie, and obviously he made some throws, but they were in that game based off their ability to run the football, which says two things. It says that this team could still play with, you know, granted Ben Roethlisberger was out for Pittsburgh during that game, but they can still play with, you know, and be competitive relying on that run game. But it also says, you know, that this past game is not great, but it could improve significantly if Jared Goff is healthy. We'll find that out um, on Thursday, tomorrow. Um... But I think I'm going to go Detroit here, um, not because uh, I, I think Jared Goff is going to outplay any dog by any means. I think that Detroit, um, they're at home. They Their defense has played better. I think you know, we saw that uh, against Cleveland. We saw that against Pittsburgh. Again, the quarterback play from the, uh, the team that they faced wasn't great. But I think that be able to keep them in games to, to, to get it down the wire, when you start doing that, you're going to end up finding a way to win in the end eventually. I think this is where Detroit gets its first win of the year off just a good run game and, and, and better and better defensive play, especially 
um, from that front seven unit, which is generating more and more pressure every week, Alex. And you talked you talked about that the Lions are running the ball better, or at least they're running the ball more consistently. Akeem Hicks for the Bears is out in this one, so Hicks has really established himself as one of the premier run-stopping defensive tackles in the game. He's a key contributor for the Chicago Bears, especially in the run game. With him out, that I think will actually play a big part in how consistently the Lions can run the ball. We'll see how Jared Goff comes back from that injury. I do think this is going to be a competitive game. I'm just giving the Bears the slight edge just because of Dalton coming off a pretty good performance against the Ravens, and we really don't know what Jared Goff we're going to get with him coming off the injury. It seems also that the Lions, they play some of these tougher teams really well, and then when they play a team that's maybe more on par with their talent, they seem to almost drop in town ta- in you know play. They seem to drop in production. There have been games throughout the year where I thought the Lions definitely had a chance to get their first win, and they just fell short. You know for mul- for whatever reason. So you're going. So you are picking the Lions to get their first win. I am going with the Chicago Bears. I do think though this will be a competitive game. Shy. If the Lions do win this one, I think that will spell the end of the Matt Nagy era in Chicago. There's already rumors out there that this could be his last game. That obviously can change if they win this week. But if they do lose to the winless Lions, I think that's, it. you know, the running's already on the wall. But I think that might be the final nail in Matt Nagy's coffin. I think that that certainly could be, uh, Alex. I think it will be if they lose this game. Um, if they win, it could be a little bit more interesting, especially in the fashion if they win, if they go out and, and uh, able to bl- blow Detroit out, which maybe some people feel they should. Um, I think they may have a little bit more patience just because of a great point that you brought up earlier um, in an earlier podcast, Alex, is that, you know, this is this is Justin Fields. It could do a, it could do a lot, uh, especially given the way he's playing. He's been pretty solid thus far in, in terms of keeping his momentum, keeping his stride. I think I have to learn uh, a new system uh, in the off season. I think it probably will be goodbye to Matt Nagy um, well, when the season is done. Um, but I think it could be a question of uh, will this be the game or not. I think if they lose, it will be. So we both think that sooner or later Matt Nagy will will be fired. It just seems like it's a matter of when, not if. So now let's go to the afternoon Thanksgiving game. Las Vegas Raiders taking on the Dallas Cowboys. Both of these teams are really in similar situations in the sense that they got off to these great starts. In a lot of cases, they were off to surprising starts. Both offenses played at a very high level. And now they've kind of slowed down a bit. Obviously, Dallas had that dominant win against the Falcons just a couple weeks ago, but they did lose to the Broncos. Their offense really struggled against the Chiefs last week. And you look at Vegas, you know, they really struggled against the Giants. They struggled against the Bengals. This offense, specifically, the defense was okay the last couple of weeks for Vegas, but really they were built on that offense. Both of these offenses have really... Over, you know, for the most part, taking a bit of a step back, at least in terms of consistency. I'm going to go with the Dallas Cowboys. This game is in Dallas. I just have more confidence in Dak Prescott and this Cowboys offense and when it comes to turning things around. Yeah, 
You know, I, Prescott has a has a sample size of really overall consistent play over the course of his career. Derek Carr, we've seen when he can play some great football at times, but we've also seen some inconsistencies through his career, especially after he had that terrible leg injury. No Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb is iffy for this game, but I still think they did. They do have Michael Gallup. We've seen a guy like Cedric Wilson play big at times. He's had some really nice chunk plays, really nice threat, speed threat that if Mike McCarthy and this Cowboys offense, Kellen Moore, if they can get him involved and use him the right way, he can really have, make his presence felt in a big game like this. And then obviously, you know, they have to get the run game going. You know, whether it's Zeke, whether it's Pollard, I think they really need to get that run game going, set up the play action. Even with no Cooper and Lamb, this is still an offense that can attack down the field. I just have more confidence in this Cowboys offense turning it around compared to the Rares offense. I think the Rares offense, I need to see it from them for another two games for me to fully... The Raiders offense, Alex? For the Raiders offense, what I'm saying, I need to see the Rares offense that, you know, get back, get back to where they were at the beginning of the year the next few games for me to buy in it once again. The Cowboys offense, I have confidence that sooner or later they'll get back to more consistent play because the last few weeks they really have been inconsistent. I, I agree. I, I'm going to take the Cowboys in this game as well. Um, I think it's at home. Um, you know, it's funny. I think uh, last year on Thanksgiving, the Cowboys uh, underperformed at home. Well, granted, that was also uh, with it, Andy Dalton. That was with Andy Dalton. You know, Dak, Pres- Dak Prescott's back. Uh, you know, Zeke was on and off with, you know, he, he never seemed right. I think even the year before Andy Dalton, though, Alex, that Dak Prescott did lose, I think, was it to Buffalo? Buffalo. Uh, the, year, the, year, the year before? It may have been Buffalo. I know of quite a, I think it was actually quite a few years ago they, they didn't play well against the Chargers. So they have had some struggles on Thanksgiving, uh, some recent struggles on Thanksgiving, even at home. Right. It's a fun thing to, to, to think about. I'm gonna, but I think uh, even with that being the case, I'm gonna go with uh, Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys. I think uh, similarly to you, I have more confidence in them just kind of turning this thing around. It, it kind of feels like, um, frankly, ever since uh, all those, you know, John Gruden uh, shenanigans with his, his departure. It seems like this Raiders offense just hasn't been the same in terms of consistency. Um, and I think that's partially understandable. Well, and then you also, um, fact, you also factor in the Henry Ruggs situation. I mean, I know, I know Ruggs wasn't always the most consistent receiver, but his big play threat and ability really opened things up for this offense. With him not right. there, opposing defenses don't, res- don't respect the big chunk play down the sideline or down the middle, middle of the field like they used to. You're absolutely right. And that's uh, in turn impacted their run game, their ability to, to kind of check it down. Uh, there's, no, there's no doubt about it. I'm going to go with the Cowboys here. I have a little bit more confidence both offensively and defensively. And uh, I think Dak gets, a, gets a, a Thanksgiving win. I think that the loss of some of those receivers could hurt um, in terms of just converting third downs and, and keeping drives alive. But again, if they're able to rely on that on that run game a little bit more, if Mike McCarthy's going to have more patience with it, I think against the Raiders, they should have no problem moving the ball methodically 
uh, being patient and winning this football game, Alex. And although I thought it was almost a foregone conclusion C.D. Lamb would be out, there is some, a sli- it looks like maybe a slither of optimism as apparently he is doing well in the concussion protocol. So there is a slight possibility, actually, that C.D. Lamb does play in this one. Regardless, though, I think we have both taken the Dallas Cowboys in this one. So, Shai, let's finish up the Thanksgiving schedule, the night game. Buffalo Bills traveling to New Orleans, taking on the Saints. Both these teams are really in a skid right now. I, you really look at the Bills. I mean, the Saints, you can say, you know, no Jameis Winston. Alvin Kamara's been out. They've had a ton of injuries along their offensive line with Ryan Ramchak and Teron Armstead. You look at the Bills, no one really knows why they played. You know, the Jaguars, they only scored six points. And the Colts ran like there was no tomorrow against them. You know, pre- coming into that game, the Bills had the number one rush defense in the NFL. And the Colts offensive line just gashed him at the point of attack. And Jonathan Taylor did the rest. I am going to go with the Buffalo Bills here, mainly just because I, this game's in New Orleans. That's always a tough place to play, no doubt. And Trevor Simeon has played well for his role, his game manager role. He's done a very good job in that role. But I just I have confidence in Josh Allen that he'll turn it around. I think that Bills, I think that Bills defense, that performance against the Colts, I think that's going to be a wake up call. I think they realize that. They need to be better going moving forward. If they this is a super this is a team that has Super Bowl aspirations, and I think you never want to get gashed, especially in the running game, and just get bullied at the point of attack the way the Bills did. But I think that performance is really gonna, in a way, serve them serve them in a positive way in the end because I think they're gonna look back at that performance and realize that they need to get back to fundamentals. They need to win at the point of attack and just be physical in all phases of the game. I think they're going to start to. I think we're going to start to see that again with this game against the Saints. And I think even in the tough place to play, I think Josh Allen he's going to make the plays he needs to make. And Trevor Simeon has played really well over you know for his role for what the Saints have asked him to do. He's played really well, but with some of those other injuries along the offensive line that I just mentioned, it when you're facing an offense like the Buffalo Bills, when you're facing a quarterback like Josh Allen, the your quarterback, the opposing quarterback needs to have some big chunk plays, needs to have those explosive plays. And we've seen Trevor Simeon have some nice drives. I just don't know if the Saints can have those big explosive plays. Michael Thomas obviously has been out the whole year. Kamara is very iffy in this one. And obviously you don't have, you know, Trevor Simeon, he's not really known for those big explosive plays. So I'm, I'm going with the Bills. I just don't think the Saints have the explosion specifically on offense to keep up with this Bills offense. And I think last week's performance against the Colts is really going to serve Buffalo in, as a wake-up call as they're going to get back to just being a physical football team that really tries to win at the point of attack at that line of scrimmage in the trenches. Yeah, so I'm really excited about this game. And I think when you look at these two teams, it's you look at a team like the Buffalo Bills, you know, going into the season, they, they, they're, they have high expectations, a Super Bowl contender, and now they've kind of lost their confidence. You know, it, it seems like that's something that it seems like they need to regain that. And the Saints, a team where everyone seems to be counting them out after Drew Brees' departure. And they, you know, they had, and then especially uh, after Jameis Winston tore his ACL, right after Winston as well, they've been really banged up. 
but you know they seem to be just having fun out there playing well not last week was no fun for them i mean they got trounced by philly that was no i mean that was not fun that was not fun i don't i don't general attitude when they approach a game seems to be let's go you know let's go give this our all you know, oh, I think you're I think trying. You're getting at almost like with all their injuries. You're almost saying that they have like a yo. Why not us? We have nothing to lose mentality. Let's lay it out on the right. line. Let's lay it all out on the line. Exactly, and I think that just takes a lot of the edge off, a lot of the pressure off. You know, especially when you're playing against like a team like Buffalo that has more talent and that's expected to do more. I think it can it can kind of. You know, you, just, you can ease your way into the game better, and it allows you to gain confidence easier. Frankly, I think that the Saints will be—they have a familiarity with Mark Ingram. You know, he, he's you know he plays well for them. Well, he's banged up too. He might not play either. He has his own injuries that you know they have to worry about. He he does, but I think with the Saints running game. Hopefully, Ingram will play. I think the Saints running game. Will you know? Especially after what we saw from the Bills, I have no reason to suspect that they're going to turn things around. I I just think the Saints are going to be able to keep keep it close. You know, play good defense, and uh, I don't know. I I just taking the, the 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 confidence issues with the Bills versus you know the general pressure that the Saints have had on them. Is just At the same time, I think that's going to the Saints allowed forty points to the Eagles this past Sunday. You want to talk about potential confidence issues or inconsistent play? They, the Eagles have, you know, a, a high potential offense, but I wouldn't categorize the Eagles as, a high, as like, a high-profile offense. Saints allowed Philly to hang 40 on them. I, and I think, that, I think that's, that's a problem. I think Philly's been playing good football recently. But I also think that... Keep in mind, the Saints defense to, also allowed the Falcons. Saints took the lead against Atlanta, and this defense allowed the Falcons to drive down the field and kick a game-winning field goal. The Saints defense has not played like a dominant unit, even with Trevor Simeon under center. I'm not saying, I'm not saying they have played like that. I'm saying at this point in the season, I have a little more confidence at the, the, in them than, than, I, than Buffalo right now. And I think it's going to be easier for them at home on Thanksgiving to you know, to put that to put that behind them and go out and go out and play. Then it will be Buffalo who's going to probably have that you know in the back of their mind, saying this is a must-win game for us because other than, uh, because we're falling out of the playoff race. New England's taken has taken the lead of our division. We need this win. And so I, I'm in the, same the Saints field. are probably in a worse position though regarding the playoffs. What? Are, the Saints are pro- the Bills are probably but in a better position that- playoff wise than the. I know the Bills aren't winning their division anymore, but I would say the Bills right now have a much better chance of making the playoffs than the Saints do. Sure, they do. The Bills are also much more talented. They, you know, they they're just a, a, a team that's expected more. They're not struggling with as many injuries, not nearly. And I, I think that it the game. Is gonna the, it had the stakes are higher, I think, for Buffalo. And I think that's gonna ultimately help New Orleans. So we're obviously disagreeing on this game. Shy, looks like you're going with the New Orleans Saints at home. It definitely is a hostile environment and definitely a tough place for any road team to play in. 
I am going with the Bills, though. I think they do get somewhat back on track with a big primetime win. I'm going with the Bills. Shai's going with the Saints. It should be a good game on Thanksgiving night. So, Shai, let's go now. Sunday slate. We'll start with your Pittsburgh Steelers coming off a really heartbreaking loss. You fall down, you know, 27-10. You come roaring back, and then you give up the lead late. Traveling to Cincinnati, taking on the Bengals that got, you know, the Bengals were falling off a bit. They get a big win in Vegas against the Raiders. When these two teams played earlier in the year in Pittsburgh, I thought the Steelers would win. Bengals really delivered a surprising performance. Everything might point to the Bengals winning this game. But with that being said, I think I'm going to go with the Steelers, depending on who plays on that defense. If they do get TJ Watt back, if they do get Minka Fitzpatrick and Joe Hayden back, I am going to go with the Steelers. If those players, for whatever reason, are not playing, I you know I would change my pick to the Bengals. Right now, it looks like at least some of those players will be back, so I am going to go with Pittsburgh. It seems like that offense, I know it wasn't great without Roethlisberger in Detroit, but it seems like that offense, a big game against the Chargers, maybe that can get it rolling. I don't expect them to hang 37 on Cincinnati, but if they can score in like the upper 20s with that defense, that should be enough to win these tight division games like this week. I'm going to take my Steelers as well here on the road. I think that this is that was may not have been a signature game for Pittsburgh as a unit, but that was certainly a signature game this season for Ben Roethlisberger, showing that he still has it in him to will his team back in it. Um, ultimately, though, when your defense gives up 41 points and you have to make up that deficit, it's going to be hard. Not saying he made a perfect, played a perfect game. Obviously, I think something that stuck out to us was that big underthrow to Chase Claypool uh, early on that would have resulted in a, in a touchdown. You know, they ultimately turned the ball over on downs there at the goal line. Credit the Chargers for that. But if they score there, they possibly win that game. Um, I, I, I think that this offense is is rolling. I think this passing game has gotten more dynamic. Chase Claypool came back. That's clearly a, a, a huge uh, help for them in terms of giving them that deep threat. And, you know, they're, they're, running, the, they're, they're running into a little bit of a step back. Najee Harris has... has not, it looked a little bit less than 100%. He had a foot injury. And now, I mean, I know, I, know he cle- I know he cleared the protocol, or at least the concussion tests, but he also might be doing, he's also a bit banged up there as well. That's a good point. I think the defense, it's unclear who's going to return for them at this point in the, at the, uh, well, I guess at, you, at this point. you follow the Steelers very closely. Would you, where would you say TJ Watt is? Cause I know Minka was, yeah. you know, more COVID case. Watt was an injury. If you had a guess, it's when, you know, it's Wednesday early afternoon, three, about three o'clock Eastern time. At this point, do you think Watt will play this week? Because that, I think, will go a big... Mm-hmm. That'll go a big way in terms of who I would take in this game. From what I've been reading, Alex, it looks like there's optimism that TJ Watt will play this game, possibly on a snap count. That was going to be my next more... question. Sorry? I was just, no, I was just going to say that would be my next question is, if he does play, will he be on a pitch count or somewhat limited? Yeah, I, I do think that uh, he probably will be on, on somewhat of a, of a pitch count. Joe Hayden, I think, is the most question, uh, the biggest question mark uh, for them. I, I think 
the, the defense got exposed by not having a number one quarter in the last day against the Chargers dynamic passing game. Uh, I don't. I I would. I think it's a, a, t- a toss up for Joe Hayden if he plays this game. I think Minka will return out of the COVID protocols. Um, that I I would I would assume, um, but obviously you can't be a hundred percent sure. I think with those two players enough though, it should be enough to prevent Cincinnati from scoring in the, in the upper twenty points. And I think Pittsburgh, especially with Cincinnati's defense not being as prolific as it was earlier in the season will be able to uh, be able to, to win this game. So I we're both going to Steelers, although I'm a little I, th- I feel like I'm a little more hesitant. For me it really depends on who's who's in and who's out for the Steelers on defense. So at this point in the week I'll go with the Steelers. But ob- obviously if a guy like Watts not playing, that probably would that for me that might change my decision. And it's interesting to note, Alex, that TJ Watt and Joe Hayden, I believe, were out when when Pittsburgh played Cincinnati uh, or, uh, uh, their first matchup at Heinz Field. That's true. I believe you only scored ten points in that game, if if I right. if I recall. So that would for me, that's also a bigger not I don't want to say issue because I think the offense will score more than that for this game. But I mean, you still held them to twenty five points without those key you know key players on that defense. Your offense obviously has to score more, and I think they will. It does seem like the offense has played better, or is at least getting better. I do think they'll be able to now put up a crazy amount, and I don't think they'll put up you know thirty seven like they did last week. But I do expect them to continue to progress and just play a more consistent brand of football. I agree, and I think the ability to fight back in that fourth quarter something that we haven't really seen Pittsburgh you to you know do on that level this season, especially earlier in the season. Uh, to be able to do that against against the Chargers, I think, uh, is, is something that will contribute to, to my confidence in, in having Pittsburgh potentially win this game. Now let's go to the Carolina Panthers taking on the Miami Dolphins. Both the teams, both of these teams are playing much better. It does seem like both these teams are playing better. I know the Panthers did lose last week to Washington, but it seemed like there was a breath of fresh air on that off- offense with Cam Newton in his first game starting for the Panthers since they parted ways uh, just a couple years ago. I'm going to go with the Panthers. I'm going to go with the Panthers. The Dolphins, for me, they're a better team than the Jets, who they did beat last week. But for me, they just didn't beat the Jets in a convincing fashion. And I think, yes, the Panthers lost to Washington. But you look two weeks ago, the way they really just destroyed Arizona. And you could say, yes, it was Colin McCoy. I mean, Colin McCoy beat the 49ers and the Seahawks. So it's not like Colin McCoy you know, is a terrible quarterback. He's a solid backup quarterback. And the Panthers really just destroyed that entire Arizona team that's, I think, more well-rounded than we thought. They are on the road, the Panthers. This game is in Miami. But there just seems to be, with Cam Newton back, just a breath of fresh air on that offense, in that locker room. It seems like he's playing, despite his absence, he's playing with confidence right off the bat. I like where this Panthers team is right now. And I like what Cam Newton's brought to this team from... Uh, an on-field standpoint, but also off the field, on the sideline, in the locker room. I really like the confidence level of this Panthers team, despite a tough loss last week. I like Carolina here, even though Miami does seem to to be playing better football and finishing off games as of late. Yeah, I think it's going to be a close game. I I don't know. I think it's interesting. Miami has had their dose of Cam Newton 
uh, when he played through New England, and uh, they handled him. It does, uh, but at the same time, this seems like a different Cam Newton than when he was in New England. It seems, I'm not saying he's MVP Cam, but it almost seems like Cam Newton is playing, again, not MVP Cam, but almost better than when he was with New England. Or before he had COVID in New England. I think that's a, I think that's a fair point. Um... I, I, the Dolphins' defense also isn't what it was last year. I think this this, this game is close to me, uh, really close for me. I'll... Dude, employer, the defense hasn't played as well this year, but I think they'll they'll, they'll have a plan for him. Their offense and quarterback play has gotten better of late. I I I know they haven't. Uh, you know, beat teams in decisive in, in, in decisive uh, decisive fashion to say the least, especially bad teams. But I think uh, I, I, do, I don't think people should have as much confidence in, in, in Cam Newton as uh, it may seem. So I, I'll, I'll pick the, the upset here. I'll, uh, not for the sake of picking it, because I do think that the Dolphins have a chance this game. But I think it's really a, a, a hard game for me to pick in general. So, Shai, you cut out for a couple seconds. I just want to say, you are pay- Are you picking the Dolphins in this one? I am picking the Dolphins. You are picking the Dolphins. Okay, so uh, another disagreement. I'm going with the Panthers. Shai, we're going, or you're going with the Dolphins. It should be a competitive game, and it should be, you know, fun to see if Cam Newton continues to just look look like the old Cam that we saw in Carolina. Now we go NFC East division rival game. The Philadelphia Eagles traveling to New York, taking on the New York football giants. These two teams really do hate each other. And before we pick games, I just want to say this. It's easy to bash Daniel Jones. And I'm not saying he's blameless because he is absolutely not. Some of his decisions have really been ugly. And it seems like every time he takes a step forward, he takes two steps back. I think, though, going into this offseason, whoever, if I'm the new GM, that obviously won't happen, but if if I became the GM of the Giants, I would, look, if you love a quarterback, yes, that probably does change your plans, but I don't know if I love any one of these quarterbacks, Kenny Pickett, Malik Willis, Matt Corral, I don't really love every one of them. What I do love in this draft, and keep in mind, the Giants have two top ten picks, is some of these edge rushers, and maybe more importantly, some of these offensive linemen. Even when they won their last Super Bowl a decade ago, the Giants did not have a good offensive line. The Giants have not had a good offensive line in over a decade. In over a decade. Multiple GMs, multiple head coaches, multiple offensive corners, multiple whatever. The Giants have not had a good offensive line in over a decade. And for any quarterback, I don't care if it's Patrick Mahomes, Daniel Jones... You need a good offensive line to at least have some chance of success. We saw Mahomes in the Super Bowl. What a banged-up Chiefs offensive line really held Mahomes back. Every team, if you want to compete, you need a good offensive line. So if I, if I were John Mara, first off, I'm look, when I'm hiring a GM, I'm looking at the most well-rounded teams. I'm looking at teams that are fundamentally sound and have good offensive lines and a good pass rush. Who are those teams? The Baltimore Ravens, 
the Cleveland Browns, the Indianapolis Colts, the Buffalo Bills. These are the teams I think John Mara should be looking at when deciding who should be the next general manager of the New York Giants. Those are the teams that I, if I again, if I were advising John Mara, I would advise those teams to be looked at when saying who's going to replace Dave Gettleman. Because it's only a matter of time before Dave Gettleman and the Giants part ways, whether it's an un- whether he you know retires or is fired, whatever it is, it's a matter of time before Gettleman's gone. So when you hire that next GM, I want to know is is he committed to rebuilding this offensive line? Rebuilding this pass rush because right now the Giants I like Azizo Jullari, but he seems more of a, a really good number two. They don't have that alpha pass rusher. So going back to the whole Daniel Jones argument, I would probably keep Jones for another year. And that isn't to say that I love Daniel Jones and think he's the guy because at this point he's probably not. But I think what the Giants should do is build this entire roster, specifically that offensive line. Build it out in twenty twenty in the twenty twenty two season, so that let's you know, let's say Jones isn't the guy twenty twenty three. You're ready to plop a quarterback in there with an already proven offensive line, a potentially really good pass rush, and all of a sudden you have a really good team, and the quarterback's the missing piece, and now the quarterback is set up for success, like Daniel Jones never truly was. We don't know if Jones would have been the guy or not with a good offensive line. But the Giants never truly gave Daniel Jones a chance. They set him up to fail from day one. And we're seeing how that's played out. Now, going to the Giants-Eagles game. I think this this is going to be a really good game. This is going to be a really good game. The Giants, last Monday night, one of their worst performances of the season... They typically have played competitive football, close games that they just have not been able to finish. I'm going to give the slight edge to the Philadelphia Eagles here. I'm going to pick the Eagles barely just because of how they've played. I mentioned earlier that the Saints let them hang 40 on them. Jalen Hurts seems to be getting better each and every week. He's playing. I mean, he's trying to convince the the front office and ownership that he is the guy moving forward. And you look over the last few weeks, he's doing a pretty good job doing that. This defense has been pretty solid, specifically Darius Slay. Darius Slay, really, you know, off year last year with the Eagles. But this year, he's looked like the Darius Slay in Detroit, where he really was one of the true shutdown corners in the NFL. I think they, I think he or the Eagles defense will be able to force a turnover or two against Daniel Jones. I think the Giants will, be make, will make this close, and I think the Giants very realistically can win this game. I think it's going to be a close, tight game. But with the way Jalen Hurts is playing, and with the way the defense of the Eagles are playing, they're the hotter team right now. They're playing the, probably their best football of the season, maybe taking out that one great performance in Week 1. But it just seems like they're on a bit of a streak. They're feeling better about themselves. They're gaining confidence. And I think that confidence will translate to a potential uh, division win uh, in, New- in New York. So I'm going with the Eagles just slightly, but I, re- I really like what the Eagles or the way the Eagles are trending specifically looking over the last two to three weeks yeah and I think Jalen Hurts is the reason for that I'll go ahead and say that he's made that offense dynamic and he's you know I think mainly the reason they're winning these games the the defense has played well the last couple weeks against Denver and against the Saints though that defense has played well 
the defense has played well and helped them, but without Jalen Hurts, they can't win these games. I, I, I think that he's added a spark, and, you know, the, te- the, 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 the team is, you know, there are people who are saying this and they kind of throw this around. They look excited. The, the, these teammates look excited to play with him. You know, they're, he, he, he offers so many options to them offensively, and, you know, you can just see the strides he's made as a passer uh, in terms of accuracy, especially down the field. It, it, it really can show that this is someone who's coachable. This is someone who can still make developments. And, you know, if I'm, you know, advising Eagles management, the Eagles front office here, I think I say I think Jalen Hurts could be the guy. And they have three, that, they have three first-round picks. Though. They also have three first-round picks. So they also build around him, wait a year, and they can also, like the Giants, potentially make a decision on quarterback in 2023 instead of 2022. They do have that luxury. I, I think that's a, a, a great point. I'm going to take the Eagles to beat the Giants here. I think uh, they're, they're, they're off, they're, especially the way the Giants' defense played, I know the, the Buccaneers are a, a better team. Much better the Giants' de- before the Bucks, the Giants' defense yeah. played had been playing really good football, and then they did kind of fall off against Tampa. But the, the Giants' defense has been playing better. They did hit a bit of a roadblock against Tampa, so we will see if that continues, or were they just playing as just such a superior and motivated offense with the Buck having you know Bucks had lost a couple games coming into that one, so they were obviously very motivated. Right. Uh, I, I'm going to take the Eagles here just because they're. I think they're clearly feeling themselves. The Giants have some concerns. Uh, and I think this Eagles defense has played well not to give me concerns about whether or not, uh, you know, Daniel Jones is going to play a clean game. So let, let's go. Shai, this might be one of, one of, if not the best games of the week. The Tennessee Titans taking on the New England Patriots. I don't know what to make of the Titans. Yeah, they beat the Saints. They beat the Rams. They beat the Chiefs. They beat the Bills. But then they lose to the Jets and Texans. So I have no idea what to make of this Titans team. Meanwhile, you look at the Patriots. They're beating teams they should beat. They're playing above their talent level. They're asking Mac Jones to be a almost like a point guard. Just distribute, to, distribute the football, make the quick read, and get the ball quick. And he's doing exactly that. The running game with Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson is really good. And you see that defense. They're playing like a typical Bill Belichick defense, getting turnovers, playing very stingy. I'm going to go with the Patriots. This game's in New England. You could say they haven't had so much success at home. I think that also plays into some of the teams they played in, the Cowboys, the Buccaneers. I'm going to go with the Patriots here. It seems like they're playing better but maybe playing better than Tennessee coming into this game, but also they're just playing more consistently. Yeah, I'm going to take the Patriots as well. Matt Jones has been really, really fun to watch. Uh, he's made all the throws, and it's not just throws that you're like, oh, that's like a throw a game manager should make. No, those are throws where, you know, that's it's an impressive throw, tight window throws that... Or, or winning throws. Those are throws you win football games with. And he's made them. Um, he, he's he's got, gotten, I think, me and Patriots fans excited about the future of this team offensively. And at the same time, they're leaning on this good offensive line. They're leaning on a solid run game. 
a very, very good run game. And and the defense has played, you know, despite, you know, making the move to trade away Stephon Gilmore, who we know was, was not, uh, certainly not healthy for them. The, they have, don't seem to have suffered the consequences at all and playing above their talent level in the secondary. And I think on that side of the ball especially, we're seeing the discipline, you know, the patience of that defense pay off. And this, this, this Bill Belichickian defense uh, back at it again. I like the Patriots at home here. And I talked about how the Giants have not set up Daniel Jones for success. It's the complete opposite with the Patriots. They have really done all they can to make, to make sure Mac Jones is comfortable and confident when playing in each and every one of the games. So hats off to what the Patriots have done around Mac Jones to make sure he's been this good this early in his career. So let's go now. Two teams that have not had great years. The Atlanta Falcons traveling to Jacksonville, taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Both teams coming off really poor losses. Falcons getting shut out by those aforementioned Patriots. And the Jaguars losing 30-10 to 10 to the 49ers. I'm going to go with the Atlanta Falcons. Both these teams are more looking towards the future. I do think the Falcons overall have had some better games than the Jaguars. You know, at times Matt Ryan has come and had, had you know, shown up and come and, you know, played his some of the better football we've seen from him this year. Trevor Lawrence, I feel like, has been more all over the place. So I like the Falcons in this one. I think they do get the job done, and you know they'll be five and six if they do win this game, which isn't terrible. But this is a team that's looking towards the future, as are the Jaguars. Yeah, I'm gonna take the Falcons in this game, uh, mainly just because of Matt Ryan. He's the reason they're winning games when they win them. Um, there's really not much around him, to be frank. And I think that the same can be kind of said on the other side of the ball with Trevor Lawrence. And at this point in their respective careers. You know, Matt Ryan is still better. Um, and I, I think that's just going to lead me to take the Falcons um, o- over the Jaguars uh, in this game. Just generally more consistent. You know uh, what we're going to get um, with Atlanta as opposed to Jacksonville. So I, I think that both, uh, I think if the Jacksonville offense can kind of keep stride offensively and kind of be able to put up points. Because I'm, I'm fairly confident that, that Atlanta's offense under Matt Ryan will be able to score on Jacksonville fairly easily. The, the, the question is, can Jacksonville be able to respond? And I'm just not sure at this point. You also look at Jamal Agnew, who's making a you know pretty nice, carved a nice role for himself for the Jaguars. He's now out for the year. So, yeah, promising young guy for the Jags. He will not play for the remainder of this year as well. So we're both going with the Atlanta Falcons. Now let's go Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tom Brady traveling to Indianapolis, Bucks getting back on track against the New York Giants, Colts, a surprising and dominant win. That's what it, that is really the definition of a statement win. What, what the Colts did against the Buffalo Bills, how they just imposed their will, their offensive line against the Bills defensive line, that to me really truly was a statement win, a potential season-defining win for the Indianapolis Colts. They're right now in the thick of the AFC playoff picture. They're playing some of their best football. If not for a tough loss against the Ravens and uh, Titans, the Colts could be right right there with Tennessee for the division. Right now, they're still a few games behind. I am going to go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, though. This Colts defense 
it seems to be playing better, but overall, it's still pretty inconsistent. I think Brady with Evans and Godwin and Gronk and potentially Antonio Brown, although he didn't practice today, I think Brady will be able to carve up this Colts defense. And then we've seen when the Colts get into shoot get into a shootout, how much can you trust Carson Wentz? I think Carson Wentz, when he knows he has to score a lot of points, that's when he gets antsy. That's when he forces the ball into places it should not go. He tries to play hero ball, and that's where those turnovers occur. I am going to go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I just don't know if this Colts offense will be able to keep up with the Bucks offense. And I could see, because they know they have to, Wentz might try to play some hero ball, and I think it's going to backfire. I'm gonna take. Uh, I'm. Gonna, I'm. I'm really conflicted on this game because I think the Colts have a very good shot to win if they're able to maintain possession of the ball and win at the point of attacking did last week with Jonathan Taylor. However, I think that the Buccaneers. You know, I think if you go to a couple of scores ahead, if they're able to to pull away and force the Colts to throw the ball, then I think we can see a Bucks win. Uh, I, I, I'm going to go with the Bucks because I'm not sure how sustainable uh, that running game is going to be uh, with uh, a, a better Tampa Bay defense that is, it has played better than um, a team um, uh, better than, 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 than the close opponents uh, last week. I, I just think that the, the, the Bucks are just going to be a little bit better up front and be able to pull off the Colts towards the head and make Carson Wentz have to throw the ball. But I think the Colts could potentially be this close. Now, let's go. Jets taking on the Texans. Both teams. You know, it's the, it's the who? It's the teams that beat the Titans Bowl. That's what this game is. The teams who beat the Titans Bowl. And I don't know if I picked them this year. So, I think for the first time all year, I'm going with the Houston Texans. This game is in Houston. Tarot Taylor's back when this team actually has played pretty well with Taylor under center. They've been competitive. And I think, you know, they're facing a Jets team that at times has looked good, but overall they've got they've been really inconsistent. Minimal offense. We'll see what Zach Wilson uh, can return as. He's missed quite a few games, and he's a rookie, so we really don't know how Wilson will return in this one. But Texans, they seem to be playing better with Terod Taylor under center. I don't know if it's a... Some of it is Taylor's the best quarterback on that team, but I think some of it's also... You know, there's not maybe a ton of confidence with this team, but I think even the switch from Davis Mills to Terod Taylor maybe introduces just a tad bit of confidence knowing they have a veteran under center. I am going with the Houston Texans. I think they do get that third win of the season. I'm going to go with the Texans as well. I, I just think that, uh, similar to you, Terod Taylor has made this, this, this Texans team uh, more dynamic uh, in every way offensively. And his mobility has been able to help compensate for a Texas offensive line that's been pretty poor. And Zach Wilson's coming off injury for the quarterback. He's shown some things, and I wouldn't be surprised if he's able to keep this close. Um, but I'm going to err on the side of the veteran quarterback. I'm looking forward to those seeing Zach Wilson come um, out, turn to injury, see how he responds. So we're both going with the Houston Texans. I think it will be a competitive game. 
like you said, I'll be excited to see Zach Wilson, see how he performs and continues his rookie season. But I am going with Houston coming off a win. So, shy afternoon games now. We'll start in the AFC West. LA Chargers, their offense back on track with you know scoring 41 points against your Pittsburgh Steelers, taking on their division rival Denver Broncos. I think the Broncos can keep this game close early, but with you know whether it's Drew Lock, it's gonna be Teddy Bridgewater, but I'm saying whether it was Locke or Bridgewater, they just don't have the quarterback firepower to keep up with Justin Herbert and this Chargers offense. I don't see how Denver's gonna keep up with the Chargers offense that I think that was a huge confidence boost scoring 41. The, they blow the three-score lead, and they still they don't look down. They keep their heads up, and they get the win anyway. I think that's a huge confidence boost heading into this game against their division rival, the Chargers. I think that you know, we potentially could look back at that game against Pittsburgh and really start to see more consistency. I really expected this Chargers team, and specifically the offense, to just be more consistent and they really haven't shown that on a week-to-week basis, I think maybe we start to see that. So I think Denver potentially can keep this game close early, but starting, I think, in the second half, I think this Chargers offense is going to start to get on a roll and pull away late. I think it's a pretty good assessment. I'm going to take the Chargers as well. I think if you're them, you know, it doesn't matter uh, really your opponent. If you're able to score 41 in prime time, you, and, and you know, and obviously they know how talented they are. They know the quarterback they have under center. You've got to feel like you can play really with anyone and keep up with any offense um, in the league. And I think that's just a huge confidence boost, a huge momentum boost. And Denver's defense is going to challenge them a little bit. But I think at the end of the day, Justin Herbert is going to push this ball down the field. And you mentioned it. I it's going to be difficult to imagine. Uh, how much or, you know, at what frequency Teddy Bridgewater or Drew Locke will be able to respond. So we're both going with the Chargers offense, basically for the same reason that we just don't think this Denver offense will be able to keep up. And I think we both think that maybe the Denver defense can keep them in check early on. But at some point, Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, they're going to get their yards, they're going to get their catches, and they're going to get their points. Now let's go to, all of a sudden, a a few weeks ago, this may not have been a great game. All of a sudden now, this game has huge implications. Specifically, you know, really in the NFC playoff picture, the Minnesota Vikings taking on the San Francisco 49ers. Both these teams are playing really well. Niners, a couple weeks ago, a signature win against the Rams. Vikings, a huge signature win against the Packers. Both teams in those respective games beating a division opponent that we thought was better than them I think I'm gonna go with the Vikings I think I'm gonna go this is such a tough game for me to pick but I think I'm gonna go with the Vikings I really like the way Kirk Cousins is playing I like the way this offense is playing you know they had a double digit second half lead they blew it but just like the Chargers they didn't get too down on themselves they kept fighting they won the game on a last second field goal this is going to be a really tough game to win. It is in San Francisco, meaning the Vikings do have to travel to the West Coast. But I, I love the way this wide receiver duo of Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen are playing. I still have questions about that Vikings offensive line, 
but it seems like they're doing just enough for Kirk Cousins to deliver the ball to his playmakers. I worry about this 49ers secondary. It's going to be a good game. It's going to be a close game. I love the way Debo Samuel is playing for the for the 49ers, and I love the way Kyle Shanahan is utilizing him. But right now, I give the slight edge to the Vikings. This game really should be close in San Francisco. Yeah, I, I think that the Vikings are a better team, but I think the Niners' defense at home... That secondary just has not shown up, and I think the I think the Vikings will be will be able to exploit it. I think that's fair, but I think they they played better um, generally at home. I think that this off the, the Niners' offense, you know, even if that that defense you know continues to struggle here, I think I think that the Niners' uh, offense will be uh, they they've been moving the ball well. Jimmy G connecting with with, with Kittle with Samuel. They are looking at maybe as dynamic and vertical, but they've moved the ball well, I think, at home. Vikings having to travel West Coast. I like the Niners in this game. For me, this really is a coin flip. I, I'm gonna, I'll go with the Vikings. I think it's fun also that we're disagreeing with each other. But it, for me, this game really is a coin flip and can go either way. It should be a fun one in the late Sunday afternoon slate. Now let's go to maybe a bigger game on Sunday afternoon. The Los Angeles Rams taking on the Green Bay Packers. Rams, they're coming off the bye week, and I know the, the Packers lost last week as well, but it really seems like the Rams, they're just not playing their best football coming into this game. And I'm not saying the Packers are either, but yeah, they, the Rams, they lost to the Niners. They lost to the Titans. It just seems like you know they're not running the ball with as much efficiency as they did earlier in the year. No Robert Woods, and yes, they do have Odo Beckham Jr., but teams are really going to start, you know, keying in on Cooper Cup, making, believe it or not, they're going to say, okay, make Odell beat us. I didn't think we'd be saying that, you know, at this stage in Odell Beckham Jr.'s career. But in reality, that's what teams are going to do. And I think this Packers, you know, the defense did not play well last week. I don't know how well they'll play this week going, going up against a really tough offense. But I think they're going to really challenge and key in on Cooper Cup. And with that Rams running game not being as good as it was earlier in the year, I think that will create problems. This game is also in Lambeau, which is always a tough place to play. Rams have to go from the West Coast to Green Bay, playing in an outdoor environment in late November. That's never easy to do as well. I'm going with the Green Bay. Pa- <clears throat> I'm going with the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, it just came out, Alex. Uh, well, uh, it's, it's confirmed that Aaron Rodgers has a broken toe. Um, so it would be interesting to see, you know, uh, how that is affecting him in the future. Uh, especially in the cold weather, especially in the cold weather. Right. So I, I, I think that that factors into my decision a little bit. I'm going to take the Rams. Um, I know they've been really struggling recently to, to find their footing, especially offensively. Um, and I know and the Packers defense has played fairly well, but I just, I think that the Rams have a get-right game. I think Aaron Rodgers does struggle a little bit. He hasn't really looked like himself um, either coming back. I think it will really be a, a, a test of which quarterback is able to gain their confidence early, and they may be trying to key on Cooper Cup, but I think the Rams have enough weapons. They have a, a bit of a running game to lean on. 
I think that they'll, they'll be able to, 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 to find some momentum and pull it out. I think it's a really close game, almost a coin flip, but I'm going to err on the side of a team, but I think has a little bit better of a defense and is overall a little more well-rounded. Both of these afternoon games, Vikings, Niners, and Rams, Packers, should really be fun games, and it's fun that they'll also be in those primetime late Sunday afternoon slots. Now let's go AFC North Division Battle Sunday Night Football. Cleveland Browns taking on the Baltimore Ravens. That was a big game for the Ravens last week. No Lamar Jackson. He was ruled out as of Sunday morning, so they really didn't know. You go, you know, Andy Dalton comes back, takes the lead, and then Tyler Huntley leads him on a game-winning drive. Assuming Lamar Jackson does play, and right now I would assume he is playing this game, I'm going with the Baltimore Ravens. You look, the Ravens just had an impressive win without Lamar Jackson. The Browns against Tim Boyle were good, but just they weren't great in that game. It also seems like the Ravens are just... I know they had the bad loss to the Dolphins, but it seems like they're playing more consistently than Cleveland is. Baker Mayfield, he's dealing with... I don't even know how many injuries at this point. He's really not at 100% this season. Hopefully, he'll be able to get healthy in the offseason, but as he continues to play Baker Mayfield, I don't think he'll be fully healthy this season. I'm going with the Baltimore Ravens. Game's in Baltimore. That's always a tough place to play as well. And it does seem like the Ravens kind of have Cleveland's number, even as Cleveland has gotten much better over these last couple of years. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm forced to go with Baltimore as well. Cleveland is just underperformed. You know, offensively, you can attribute it to, to, to Baker Mayfield's uh, injuries. Um and also, I, I think their their offense could be just a little bit more predictable this season. Uh, perhaps Kevin Stefanski's formula of, of, of his play-action pass game is kind of being a little figured out a little bit more. And defensively, they they, they have to figure make changes there. They've got talent; they're just not putting it up, putting it together, especially in the secondary. I, I I think when Lamar Lamar comes back, the Ravens I think could potentially be the best game in football. Um, and and I, that I AFC is wide open. That AFC is wide open. So in my mind, the Ravens have as good a chance as probably any team in that conference to potentially represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. I agree. So we'll finish it up now. We'll wrap it up. Monday Night Football. The teams might not be as good as some of these other teams we talked about, but it should definitely actually be a really interesting game. The Seattle Seahawks traveling from all the way from the state Washington to Washington, D.C. Well, I guess technically it's in Mar- the stadium's in Maryland, but they are taking on the Washington football team. I'm cautiously going with the Seahawks. I'm cautiously going with the Seahawks, but in reality, Washington has played better. It was a really bad loss for Seattle last week. Meanwhile, Washington, a really nice win against the Panthers, Ron Rivera, in his return to Carolina. So... I will go with Seattle, despite them coming into this game ice cold. But I, this is—I do think this is anyone's game. And the road trip from the West Coast to the East Coast, I definitely could see hindering Seattle. I will pick the Seahawks because I think Russell Wilson will continue to improve. But I think we're starting to see what the Seahawks team—what that Russell Wilson cannot bail all the deficiencies that the Seahawks have. Yeah, for the same reasons I'm going with Seattle. I think Russell Wilson was frankly rushed back from injury. I think he wanted to be back. 
he clearly was not bumping at 100%. Uh, but I think with each passing week, um, he will improve. And I think at, at this point, he's going to be able to will his team to a win here in, in Washington. I know they're, they're obviously, uh, football team is coming off of some, some better performances, but I like Seattle to, to win on Monday night. So that's going to do it. We're both going with the Seahawks for Monday Night Football. That's going to do it for this edition of NFL Game Time Podcast. We have a lot of great games this past week. Enjoy Thanksgiving. Enjoy football. And we'll see you next week on NFL Game Time Podcast.